No matter who you are, where you are, or what you celebrate, it's only one thing I have to say this holiday season. Hen... Shin... Hello, everybody. It's time to make that Yuletide gay here on Common Rider with me. <laughs> uh, how's it going, man? This is uh, me, Kippen, with me, Kopsex Senpai. What's going on, man? This is like our uh, pre-Christmas episode, or we have one more before Christmas? Uh, we got one more. I think it might actually be the day, like Christmas Eve, actually. Christmas Evil episode. Whatever okay. that means. Yeah, this is our last one before, like... The season really hits though. Twenty twenty is coming to an end. Crazy, went by kind of fast. Yeah, and also twenty twenty one just div. Oh shit! Yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> no, I feel <laughs> I'm you, already man. in the just... future, bro. Sorry, man. I'm a little congested <laughs> today. My brain's all over the place, so it's gonna be one of those pods. No, I'm the same way. I had the kind of day where, like, I just like uh. Somebody got me at the wrong time, and I was just like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna call somebody a dipshit on Reddit." Oh, you <laughs> you went a little online rant today. Uh, so I said should have, and this person corrected me to say should have, and I was like, "Language is not correct. People talk different ways. I'm not at school, and you're not smart." Mm-hmm. And that was the next like hour of my life. <laughs> I just had that for like 15 different people that are like oh grammar is good and i'm like yeah fuck that i hate grammar i'm not at school i'm on reddit yeah you had time today huh yeah i was like <laughs> fuck this shit <laughs> sometimes you gotta get off your chest yeah i mean i like do stuff with stuff like grammar like oh yeah like i have like my copy editing hat today but also like sometimes you just want to talk how you talk and it's not wrong Ugh. But you know, uh, that's a whole different thing. But uh, just not quite as bad as being sick, though. But mm-hmm. but no. Um, well, it's like been like a kind of on like media wise. Uh, so uh, yeah, no. Uh, Demon Slayer season two has officially started. But other than that, um, I just spent the last what four hours of my life uh binging uh Wall of Time to catching up on that. So I've been enjoying that. Um. A little convoluted at times, so I've been going on YouTube to check about the was it, how you pronounce it Aou and uh, yeah, yeah. Asadai and all that all that good stuff, and I'm just trying to figure out like the lure and power scaling and stuff like that. But it's been fun so far. Yeah, I watched the first episode and I read most of the first book. I don't know; it's just like a not for me. I don't think like sometimes like. I'm like a big fantasy guy and like I know it's like a whole thing to be like oh like you like sci-fi fantasy you don't like Wheel of Time or Dune but <laughs> you know like sometimes it's not for you. Yeah so you're not a fan of, uh, of the Wheel of Time? I want to be it, like uh, I definitely like think the show is much more complicated than the books. Start. Yeah I'm getting the gist of that. Um, but yeah I know what you mean like 
I wouldn't say I'm forcing myself through these episodes, but I'm powering through. I guess I could say that. And uh, I'm mainly watching it because one of my friends is watching it. And just for good conversation, I you know, picked it up. One of those type things. Do you think you're doing it uh, like the right way? Like, oh, you're powering through because like you're going to enjoy it. Like you just need to get through it. Yeah. I'm or waiting, is it just I'm, like as a friend? Yeah. I'm waiting for a payoff. Uh, like episode four had like a really cool battle scene. Um, and then the last episode five had like a, a big death. So, uh, I mean, I'm seeing where it goes. Um, Amazon really doesn't drop anything like this. So I, I don't know if they put the money behind it. It has to be decent. So uh, we'll see by the end of the season. But I'm, I'm one of those guys. Once I get halfway through a season, I have to finish it. I don't really drop stuff that I put like hours in. But I may not visit for uh, season two if I don't like it. That's fair. I, yeah. I uh, really want like a new like fantasy series that I really get with. It's hard. Like it's hard finding like new series sometimes. You know? Were you a, Th- a Thrones fan? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Uh, I love the books and I liked the first season. After that, it gets a lot, uh, a okay. lot choppier. Uh, you know, that was probably the last, uh, huge fantasy that I got into. Like I, I enjoyed the season and they took that uh, break and then I started binging all the books. So I caught up to where the books are, still waiting on the wins of winter. But I don't think there will ever be another Game of Thrones or Story of Ice and Fire, however you want to say it. <laughs> I would love to see like Song anime. of Ice and Fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell you my brain's all over the place, my bad. <laughs> I would love to see like an anime that was like super faithful. But yeah, I uh, can say a lot about how much I think the show writers for that series were not good at their job ever. And like it just got more pronounced over time, but have you ever you know? seen one of those like YouTube channels that are like bashing, bashing them for like what they've done with the uh, <laughs> with the show? I yeah, <laughs> um, I've told the story on here how one time I was like in like a public bath in Iceland and like I like got hit in the face and my lip was bleeding and then like I like sat down next to this couple and they were like from the Midwest and they're like oh like. You like writing, and then it was like the neighbor of one of the like head writers for Game of Thrones. They were like, "Oh yeah, like my neighbor is like really big in Game of Thrones." Hmm. <laughs> it was the worst. I was like, "Ah, that's good. I hate their work, but good job. <laughs> You're nice." <laughs> Couldn't even give them like a compliment. You're like, "Oh, that's nice." They're like expecting uh, to go crazy. Like, "Wow, you live by them." Yeah. That's gotta suck when like you like get the different reaction when like you're in like some kind of like famous thing. Like I've definitely like done that too. Like when I met Matthew Broderick, I totally was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" After I probably should have been nicer to him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, have you heard what's going on like with the Halo like whole like drama right now or no? So I briefly saw that, but I didn't get the um look into that i was trying to look for like like uh information source but i couldn't find any so you, what's uh, going on yeah it's a mess um like the problem is that like this game is like seems to have have had like a troubled development like i'm like a long-term like, halo fan um after the first couple of games like the team switch hand to this current team and um they've just had like some real all the way down the issues like 
one thing is like the story in the first couple Halo games was like pretty simple. It was like good, but they didn't introduce like too much of the complicated stuff in the books or whatever. Mm-hmm. Here they are doing a lot of it. Like that fifth game was apparently really bad for it. I've only played like a little bit of Halo Five, but so uh, this, this drama is circling uh, Halo Infinite. Yeah, uh, it's mostly multiplayer though. There's some real problems like uh, you. There's no armor that you can get without paying for it. Like it's all part of the battle pass or the store, but none of it's in like the battle pass if you don't pay for it. There's like a free battle pass that has no customization in it, basically. Like hmm. a couple colors, but like it's basically like in previous games, it was like, oh, you get armor and like you have colors and you can mix and match between armor sets. Here it's like each like armor that's like, oh, here's the mark six here's the mark five like they're set and you can't mix and match pieces and also they only come with like gray and like maybe like blue and that's it for colors Hmm. yeah and then there's lots of stuff where it's just like oh the like game's very buggy online so it's lots of people just being like hey what the fuck's up like there's like uh missing modes and it's probably like it might end up being two battle passes what battlefront 2 was to loot boxes where like like people are like hey this went too far we have to like be less bad about how we monetize games oh so it's like a huge paywall behind all the good stuff is that you're saying yeah damn yeah i've been watching my, my friends stream it and i haven't really seen like that part of the game but it looks amazing as far as gameplay but i haven't really seen it buggy or anything but I've been having like major FOMO about <clears throat> not being able to play Halo Infinite, but uh, sounds like I'm not missing yeah. too much if I don't want to spend some money to play it. I mean, that's the problem too. Like they like made a, like a bunch of the like game to like make you have FOMO if you're playing. Like there's like weekly challenges and they're like weirdly random. A lot of people are like just got super burned out on it. Okay, which is unfortunate. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how long I'll. He playing that for, but uh, you know, though there is one thing that I can say didn't get a fight in Reddit about, <laughs> didn't <laughs> hear Phantom draw before, and that's the Matrix Resurrections. Because goddamn, is that got me excited? That looks like a good ass movie. Yeah, so I, I saw the trailer when it dropped. Um, it was a little jarring at first because there was no uh. Lawrence Fishburne as uh, Morpheus. So I was kind of down about that. But the more I spend time with like waiting, anticipating for the drop, I am so stoked. I was one of the biggest, you know, Matrix fans. I have a <laughs> Matrix t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm all the way in now. Can't wait, man. It comes out next week, right? Or is it this week? I think it's n- next week. It's supposed to be only in theaters. I'm not sure if how that's going to work. I, oh, I thought it was right like Max too. If it is, I'm excited, but I just uh, want to watch that movie because, like, I didn't like Sense Eight, but the Wachowskis make interesting movies. Like, they the trailers seem different from other Hollywood trailers. Like, it seems like there's a level of we are filmmakers and we have a hand in this that sometimes is missing from like movies that have like good effects and action and budget and cast. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So, uh. I hope it's good. And the trailers have been like changing. Like they've put out multiple trailers that seem to imply 
some very interesting stuff too. So it's like a just very exciting. But uh, that. What do you think of the f- second and third Matrix movie? So, um, the second one had one of the best action sequences I've ever seen when they're fighting on top of the uh, 18-wheeler. <laughs> I love that scene so much. Um, but plot-wise, um, I thought it was effective. Um, I liked another uh, moment stands out was all like the all the uh, Agent Smiths fighting Neo. And he's like in a yeah. little park with the pole. Had a lot of great fight sequences. Um, I wasn't really big on the third one. Uh, felt like it was kind of like a little bit too out of the, out of what we ex- I was expecting, but uh, yeah, what'd you think about the the uh two and three? I think they're interesting, like two especially because they're in this weird space of like, oh shit, we have CG now, and like I think like uh, like <laughs> yeah. going back to stuff, you're like, oh whoa, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It it's rough out here for like a pioneer, but uh, just. <laughs> And uh, I kind of love how committed they are to like being a little bit dumb. Like it feels like every single character gets introduced by like by like Morpheus saying like Nairobi, Sindel, <laughs> reptile, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know. And that third one was the one that had that like huge scene of like um. Just like they're all in mechs that have like machine guns oh, on yeah. them. That's probably the one I watched the least. I would say the first one is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, two, I've seen it a couple times. And then three, I've probably seen like maybe once or twice. What I find interesting is that the Matrix online is canon, like the MMO that's not available anymore. Canon? So, massive spoilers. Please skip ahead. I have to tell you this though, Senpai. So in the Matrix Online, the um, the MMO, a massive player event was trying to track down who killed Morpheus. Oh. And he's canon dead in Matrix. Oh, so that's why he didn't return? <laughs> yes. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. That's what... <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, I would have been so lost. Me and my friends were at work talking about why isn't Morpheus in it? Come to find out, he's dead. Wow! Holy shit! You I'm can sur- look up the cutscene too. <laughs> I'm surprised no YouTubers are on top of that because I was even watching this one guy talk about the trailer, and they're saying uh, th- they brought in a new Morpheus because this is a new program or something like that. So they they had no idea that the the game was canon. Holy shit. That's awesome. I mean, you should look up all the stuff about like that game. It's like kind of the to. best. Cause like the factions are like, oh, like you're like with the agents because you think like the Matrix is good. Or like you're with like the Merovingian and it's like all like lore <laughs> in a fun way. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm look for some uh YouTube video online after this pod and check it out. Cause like I, I could only imagine what you were thinking when I complained about Morpheus not being in the you like, yo, he's dead, bro. <laughs> well, um, like to be fair, like so is like Trinity, and the movie's called Resurrections. Oh, okay. Isn't no, she like uh, working at a coffee shop in this new one? 
Looks yeah, like you're you know, in like Seattle working at a coffee shop or something. No, there's layers, you know. What's real? I uh, just, I think it'll be a great movie, even if it's bad, because it's just going to make people talk. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that um, one cool concept from The Matrix is the uh, residual self-image, where you in the matrix always look like how you picture yourself. And they say that the clothes that you're wearing can affect who you are much like an episode nine of jet bed. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Uh, I'm going to just keep beating that dead horse. Just like the most convoluted segue <laughs> I can think of every time, but yeah. Uh, so we are here to talk about uh, episode nine and 10 of both children inside Jetman and Kamen Rider build. And we start with Jetman, uh, which I I like these episodes. <laughs> yeah, these were these are really fun. I mean, are these dimensions ever going to cool off? They keep getting hotter and hotter, bro. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> I'm like, yo, whoever recommended this to you to watch? Oh my god, it's like a pretty popular one in like the <clears throat> fandom. So I'm like, I see glad why, because yeah, uh. And the first episode is like uh, that ninth episode, uh, Muddy Love. And the basic plot is that um, this sewing machine gets turned into <laughs> a dimension called Fashion Dimension. And the clothes it puts on people changes who they are. And we see some like great ones like this uh, security guard gets turned into like a mafia guy. And he's like shoots a bunch of mannequins with a Tommy gun. <laughs> This was a perfect episode for Best Fit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> so many That's nominees this week. <laughs> and, like, the personal plot is that, like, Raita has a date. And, like, when he was a kid, he, like, won a mud race. And she promised to marry him because of it. And it's just, like, <laughs> this five-minute scene of, like, him as a kid just rolling the mud being like, Yeah. What do you think about his gotcha. strategy for the mud race? <laughs> like, just jump like a frog the whole time. Looks exhausting. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I was like, oh, that's... Only a kid could do it. <laughs> and, like, uh, his date's really funny, too, because, like... Uh, so, my note was... Uh, she's bonerific now, because she shows up in, like, a hot girl outfit, <laughs> and they go on this date, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> And like they're fighting like ninjas and pirates, and Guy has the line of the episode. Just, he says, "Yeah, guys like him only go on like dates like three times in their life." And the girls both agree, and they don't call him. Yeah, I love that scene because like my guy Guy, you know he's he's just showing that he's not a cop. Lot Ryu's tries to call him, knows the guy's on a date, knows he probably doesn't get lucky that often, and Guy's like, "Yo, we can handle this without him. Like, let him have the night off, you know." And their date has like a montage too, as they're like going through the city, it has like its own song. Mm. Uh, and like we also like see stuff like uh, she has this like guide for the city and is planning the date around that. And yeah, um, then she gets hit on and they fight, and then she runs away and it immediately starts raiding and she gets attacked and turned into a sniper. <laughs> Yo, she looks so badass. Yeah. <laughs> and 
he decides I'll just get sniped while acting like I did when I was a kid and hopefully just snap <laughs> out of it. Uh, and just great. Uh, and uh, I love the design of fashion convention because like it looks scary as hell. Yeah, I had to go it's back like and look at it feeling. in the notes and what a great design. Uh, I'm trying to see if I'll pull it up again. It has like the sewing needles as swords. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has like a frightening mouth and it's just overall yeah. like great. I'm just surprised whenever like went to like the uh, I keep wanting to call it a Zord. What would you call it when they go like big size or other oh, mecha like yeah. the robo whatever they call it. I was surprised that it didn't attempt to like change the clothes but uh, I guess they didn't feel like doing that in the, the edit. I'm surprised there wasn't like a um, oh we're gonna make like five random teens like the evil little like Jetmen or something. Yeah, I was surprised. You know? Yeah, yeah. Could have did a lot, but these are like really like short run times. So I guess they're yeah, like, they are. Thank you so much. Because even like the the part when uh, <clears throat> Suzuki was like the cyborg sniper. And she like snapped out of it. It was like, it was like this really fast like jump cut. <laughs> and I'm like, we're already here. So it was like, I don't know. But uh, I guess it didn't have a lot of runtime for sh- for TV time back in the day. Yeah. Um, and they have like an intro and an outro, which is like a little bit longer too. So. Oh yeah. By the way, I love the OST <laughs> whenever like like a heavy ass guitar solo. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. That was so awesome. <laughs> and they end the episode by like she says she loves yellow owl and then like they both reveal that they know what she's talking about I was like okay cool yeah I was kind of like okay so she was a sniper and she snapped out of it because the yellow owl was jumping like Raita but she doesn't know it's Raita and then they kind of paid it off at the end I'm like okay so she does know I thought that was kind of yeah. weird that she didn't remember that I really do think like the whole episode, the best part is where guys are like, oh, come on, Ryu. We we gotta make sure that we have to make sure that like Ryder gets some. Like it's like the <laughs> like, right thing to do. We gotta this is time. Yeah, I just love the fact that the first ride to centric episode was him on a date. Like I didn't expect that. I thought he was gonna be like back on his farm, <laughs> just hanging out, but my guy got a date. That's awesome. And she was hot. I yeah. I love how this show is just like, let's make everybody have a marriage plot. Like, let's make everybody <laughs> yeah. go on dates. <laughs> and um, I will totally jump in when I need to. But could you please um, give me your best summary for the next episode? Episode 10, Cup of Noodle. So a cup of noodles... Uh... <laughs> visited this guy that has a huge uh, like ramen top collection mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's one of Akko's uh, friends from I guess from high school that uh, is obsessed with her and then the guy, uh, ramen god or noodle god or whatever comes to visit him and was like yo I got an idea let's make some ramen <laughs> and like they're eye- making mess <laughs> <laughs> and they're just cooking it up cooking it up and then they come out with a hit what's it called Akko noodle or something like that yeah yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's the, it's the latest craze and it only takes a minute to make. And then my guy, ramen or noodle guy, turned into noodle dimension, which we knew that was coming, but he totally turned like demonic. <laughs> and like, 
the whole gimmick of this episode was that um, if you eat the ramen, you're like super impatient. <laughs> you can't wait to do anything. And you're then, eating worms, Michael. Yeah, and then pretty much turn into like a crazed human being or whatever. And then that was the main premise of it. Yeah, and like so, like he plays the flute and looks crazy, <laughs> and you the noodles move inside of you to make you do stuff which is wild yeah it's <laughs> like, kind of some like, scary episodes yeah I, who would you like more fashion dimension or noodle dimension <sighs> i think noodle dimension just, just goes for it yeah like, he just he was all the way there bro <laughs> <laughs> and I, that was probably the least dimension i was expecting i'm like wait a minute are they really doing this <laughs> are they really doing a noodle dimension I mean, why not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But I have noticed, like, I guess what they're trying to do with the dimensions. Um, I guess this is p- paying uh, paying off, like, how the Virum look upon human beings. Like, for instance, this episode mm-hmm. was like, why do these human beings need all this, like, trying to cut all this time out of stuff? Like, why are they so impatient? You know what I mean? Like, the whole one-minute ramen. Yeah. And then, like... I guess you could say like the Virum are super prejudiced because they think that the way you dress is how you really are. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and this goes back to like even like the blood diamond, like humans are greedy. Yeah. And, and then like uh, the traffic like dimension, like these humans need like to be told when to stop and when to go because they're so stupid. It's just, I guess that's <laughs> what they're going with the dimension designs. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um- the line that is like said by um, one of the generals is, "Do humans need to save time and work so much?" I was like, "Well, damn, um, yes. Like maybe society is the problem. Like, but it's like a before I said like a lot of these designs seem to come from what would be a cool practical effect. I do also think that." it's interesting it's like um it's half social commentary and half like talking to children i think too of like oh this is what this feels like if you don't understand it or maybe if you do understand it like the way kids can be like very perceptive and be like oh you make such fast food to like eat all the time or oh like police like dress like that and act this way it seems very much like it's like oh let's actually like examine like a little bit of like what the world is you know yeah i think you nailed it with that one and also um a lot of these could also be like what kids will like imagine because like i'm sure like every kid's like imagined oh like what if these noodles were worms and they were inside of me and they were like (laughs) all around yeah do you think kids was watching this show back in the day or this is more for adults Oh, kids were definitely watching this back in the day. Yeah, I think so too. It just seems it just seems more mature than what we're used to nowadays. I don't know why we went backwards with how kids look upon television. Yeah, I think that we just got a weirdly puritanical country. Sometimes that's like, oh man, like you made uh, this too demonic or whatever, or like mirrors or something like. A lot of like the toku stuff that we look at, like I just like always like 
will say, oh, it's like Marvel DC Star Wars. It's for four-year-olds, 14-year-olds, and like 40-year-olds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Different reasons. And yeah, just s- some solid episodes. But um, then we have our second show, Carburetor Build. And this show also, two good episodes. Yeah, man. Both were like neck to neck and neck this week. <laughs> and yeah, um, episode nine is the uh, trap of Project Build. Now, um, this starts by us seeing a pitch deck for Build and for making riders for the military from uh, Katsuriki's like files. And then we like get like hazard levels explained. I love that part. And, yeah, right. Even I even love Katsurugi's demo, like showing how build works. I'm like, this is pretty awesome. Like this guy actually, you know, started this shit. Yeah, and also it's just like uh <laughs> it's fun to see like them explore the inherent kind of like weirdness of <clears throat> a common rider, like a like super soldier of like what is science? Well, like science is things that will be used to hurt people and that kind of stuff. And um I like that Ryuga's very upset about this, but like Santos kinda of like, well no, of course it, it's gonna be used to hurt people, but not by me. Like I'll make it. That's science. It's, it's like a tough uh it's a tougher question than like a lot of children be like we have might look at. Like, oh, what's the implication of progress and like making things? And uh, we also see that uh, this old man shows up at this bath and gets naked with Hiromu. <laughs> no good old bathhouse scene. <laughs> yeah, he's the chairman of Nanba Heavy Industries, which is also funding Faust and makes the Guardian. So very important company. Uh, and in like a nicer part of the episode, like... um. Ryuka finds out that Mizora hasn't been out ever really for like a long time. Oh, they like dress up like school children. Yeah, it's a typical anime uh costume. Yeah, cosplay. I loved it. They had like a little like low key date, right? Yeah, honestly, and like he's got like that big like like ninety style like pompadour too, and like they're like going around yeah. and like enjoying it. Yeah, he kind of reminded me of the guy from uh, Tenchi Muyo. I don't know his name with the green suit. He has like the high haircut with the school the schoolboy uh, fit. Yeah, that's like, what he reminded me of. Even with the small glasses. Whatever you have, like a hey, like character that's like gonna get into fights after school, they have that haircut. You know, <laughs> the whole outfit. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> you <true>. know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then. They're walking and some like simps hear her talk and start chasing them. Like, oh, like me, Ted, me, Ted. Yeah, they even knew her voice. She's got crazy clout. (laughs) Damn. I heard me, Ted. She's like, damn, get out of here. She looked great in that costume, to be honest. I didn't know she like looked that good. She's always like bumpy and stuff, wearing pajamas around the house. But she got, she, she cleans up nice though. Can you imagine like, you're just walking and then all of a sudden you're like, Hey, who's that girl who's getting carried by her security guards? 
Oh, it's Ariana Grande. Get her. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not the type of person to chase somebody down, celebrity or not, but that would be kind of crazy to see her just out like a normal person. That's always seemed very weird to me. Like, it's like a, a like given, like, oh, the Beatles are being chased. But it's like, that's like weird. Yeah, like, I don't know. That's a special type of person. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like a different weird, too. And it's like a woman. And you're like, oh, that's different. But, you know. Um, yeah, I've never really been obsessed with any celebrities like that, that I would see in person and would like have to chase them down. <laughs> You've never been like, Oh damn! Is that Dax Shepard? I gotta run. Gotta get that motherfucker. <laughs> nah, man. Never had uh, that kind of fandom. No. Okay. Uh, she's based off the voice too. Like, imagine you're like, oh, is that the like guy from H and R Block commercials? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <damn. laughs> uh, but no. Um, and like here we find out that Mazora was asleep for seven years, which Wild. I'm not sure how old she is now, but like. Nine or ten when she went to sleep. That's a lot. Yeah, she, wonder why she's always sleepy. But it's be, it's because of the bracelet, right? Is that what they said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then like they get attacked by Faust, but like Stalk stops them from getting captured again because he's weird. Um, and then Hiromu decides to to steal the box to force the countries to war in order to make sure that his country fulfills an order for rider stuff so they have them and not the other countries. Which is, ah, uh, that's a lot. And, like, uh, we see that plan come into action because um, one of the other scientists gasses the building and becomes, like, okay, like, smash. And, like, um, they have this, like, fight in the quarry with, like, his lion vacuum form, which is interesting. Yeah, that's a weird combination. Yeah, I wonder if like we'll ever get like a logic to them, you know, like oh these are this way because of uh, this is what Martians saw when they looked through like like their telescope or something. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, um, but uh, this guy was just to distract Sento while the heist happened. And uh, we also see that Sawa is working for Nanba in like a twist, I guess. But she's also not been around enough to really hit too hard of that twist, if we're being fair. Yeah, like I saw it and I wasn't like, <gasps> like I didn't gasp or anything. I'm like, oh, that's, that's that kind of makes sense. You know? Yeah. She's like she's a reporter. She's been in what, four episodes? Five yeah, episodes? And that's kind of like her MO. She has to go for like the next big story and she has to make some money somehow. I guess she's selling her information to this guy now. And the person who became like a smash um, melts himself while saying Katsuragi is alive. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I don't know. I, I kind of thought he was alive too. You know what I mean? That's what we kind of like, you know, was predicting yeah. last week, right? So we'll see where this goes. I didn't want to get my hopes up too much, though, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. But also, if you were like, oh man, I guess I gotta die. I better say some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? That's the last thing I would say. Okay, right now it's like, all right, like I'm about to die. What can I really say that'll fuck with people <laughs> when I'm gone? <laughs> uh, yeah, that leads uh, to the uh, technology of 
his direction the next episode. And the heist begins. Uh, and it, the heist just kind of works perfectly. Like the leaders unlock the box to look at it. Um, and it gets got. We see Sawa talking to Nanba, but he's just like telling her all his plots. So like, it's like, oh, is she just like recording him or something? What's going on? Yeah, she might be working for both sides. Yeah. And we see. <laughs> I love the way that uh, we see Ryuka get in the building here. <laughs> <laughs> he's always got some kind of like costume, right? <laughs> it's like to the point of like parody at this point. <laughs> yeah, he's always going to dress up as something. Each episode, we can always kind of count on that. Count on that for now on. He takes the guy five feet away too. That's all he does. <laughs> he barehanded defeats like a like smash too, which is cool. That's cool. Yeah, he's he's strong as fuck. And then that's when Sento shows up, and then they decide to fight two on two, and Ryuga can hurt Stock too. Yeah, he finally hit Hazard level 3 this episode, right? Yeah, which is like the level to become a rider. Yeah, so we should expect be expecting him to get a, a belt here pretty soon. But who's going to make it? I don't know. Uh, Maybe there's one left over, the prototype or something. Like, oh, it's, it's real dangerous. It's a prototype or something. I don't know. It's the backup belt for when I betrayed Faust. Yeah, it but just seems like Stock's been obsessed with his his hazard level, so maybe Stock gives it to him. He's just like maybe. been playing with his food like this whole season so far. Like, ah, yes, you finally got there. You know what I mean? Like, I can see Stock being the one to give it to him, or I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Why do you think he wants him stronger? Um, maybe like you said, it's a different like level prototype built that he wasn't able to like test. Like, I do feel like Stock is Katsurugi. But I believe, like, at the end of this episode, I don't know if you want to, like, you know, do more, uh, you know, of the plot, and then we, like, discuss at the end. Okay. Okay. Because, so, what happens is um, that we see, like, Stock take the box and leave, and then um, he does so in a way where, like, Sato gets knocked out of his, like, transformation, and almost all of his bottles get stolen. So then, like, Banjo... Gives him the dragon bottle and the lock bottle, which are a best match and like is a like stronger combination to defeat like Night Rogue. But he can't handle it for some reason. Like the dragon's too strong or whatever. And then um we see like stop stop to kill the not dead smash who asks if he is Katsurugi, which is interesting. I don't know. Uh I didn't think he was Katsurugi. But maybe now. Who you, you you don't think Okay. I'm wondering. So this is my new Ori Ori and Theory yeah, yeah. three part of the pod. <laughs> okay, so at the end of this episode we noticed that Stock changes the guy's face to look at look at someone mm-hmm. else. So I believe Katsurugi is still alive, but this is when both of our theories collide. I think he's uh Soshi. Okay. And I think and I think the face he sh- he chose may be Soshi's or maybe someone else that we've been seeing the whole episode or the whole season so far. Okay, like the owner, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the owner. Yeah. So what do you think? Oh, so he's using the owner's face. Is the owner we have right? Is there like two guys with face like right now, you think, or no? 
Oh, so you think if if this plot is true, you think it's like he's jumping between faces? Maybe. But okay. right now, do you think that the owner is like right, but he's also using the face or that he's like the owner? And like he's like just like you're the well time. well well last week you had me totally convinced that it was the owner so this is the only way I could see it actually paying off to be more dramatic that it's actually Katsurugi with the owner's face but like he, he killed him or something uh, now he's like pretending yeah okay but I don't know it's just a thought I'm like oh, okay because why why else would they be saying Katsurugi is alive like why even bring that narrative back up well. Are they trying to say his mission is still alive? Like his, you know, saying like his game plan is still alive, or he's saying like he's actually still alive? Because like I said, anyone is in TV shows. If we if we haven't seen a body, they're still alive. That's just my thing. We're watching so much <laughs> movies and television over the years. Like if I don't see a body, that person still has to be alive. So we know that uh, both Sento and Ryuga are important. And we also know that Mazor is important. So it would make sense if you're like, I'm cultivating a bunch of like important people to further my plan to make the most deadly rider army that like being her dad and giving Sento amnesia to pretend you found him. That's makes sense for why Katsurugi would want to be Soichi. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like his avatar now. Like if I can't do it, I'm just going to pass it on to this guy. And it didn't really seem like Katsurugi had evil intentions with, with the project build, you know? Mm. I just think that he's just a weird-ass dude that was experimenting with nebula gas and was like, oh, shit, look at what I could do. But I don't know. If he's the owner, I think he might be more malicious like because like um, he has taken advantage of like Mizora and stuff then, right? Yeah, she's pretty much a slave, right? Yeah. <laughs> Technically, like doing his bidding, making bottles and stuff, and she's exhausted. Ch- sounds like child labor. I mean, yeah, it is. <laughs> Never gets to get out anymore. Yeah, make sure you get on. When's TikTok. the last time she's been outside? <laughs> you go. You can only have an online presence. Don't leave the coffee shop. Don't leave the coffee shop. Make these bottles <laughs> and just make all the money online. There's no customers in that bitch. There's nobody there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a. It's just like a lab, you know. But, they don't uh, have a working. Do you fish, think him? him it's, it's a door. But do you think Himura knows who Stock is? That's interesting. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, but he also seems like he's like in charge, but like that Stock does not care at all. Yeah, and I also feel like, you know, like he seems in charge, but maybe this is also part of Stock's plan. I don't know. I just think that Yeah. I, just from watching, uh, you know, Kamarada with you over the past few years, they always set up a next boss after the main boss. You know what I mean? So I'm like, is Himuro going to be the main villain the entire season? Or is it going to transition to someone else being bigger? And they kind of set up that they're going back to Mars in the next few episodes. So maybe we find the next villain there. So what's interesting is that um, we see like Sento, like he fights with Stock and then they talk about like ethics. But then Rogue shows up and Stock gives him the box. And then the Prime Minister has a heart attack, and Mizora finds a bug in the lab, which are two like plot threads for next time. So I guess Sawa planted a bug? Who do you think planted it? Sawa, right? I guess so. That makes the most sense. She was the only person that was in the lab other than, you know, that 
from the guys that we saw that would that would bug it for information. Yeah. And now she pops up with all this information. So I'm thinking she bugged it. And Hiromu is so like he has like his uh big smile when he finds out that like his dad had a heart attack. Oh yeah. He turned into the Joker for a yeah, second. Yeah, it's like uh. <laughs> I'm wondering, um they're not gonna get rid of him so soon if he's like a prime minister unless, unless it's like end game stuff for this first act start happening and like he dies or is in jail or something but like I'm wondering whatever the next villain is has to deal with the countries like I'm wondering if it's like and I'm some dude that's like just like I'm not actually stock I'm uh, some dude that's profiting from all three sides of this war you know that's what I think yeah so yeah, you you made a good point. I guess he's going to stick around for um a lot longer, but do you think that he will change like his MO and become one of the good guys or is he just going to stay like kind of sinister like throughout? He's either like transitioning into like a more consistent role or he's going to get murked pretty soon depending on being the prime minister, I feel <laughs> like, but I don't know. Yeah. He's definitely <sighs> everything he's doing is is like technically for the protection of his country so i could see him getting redeemed like it's open enough you know i don't know though <laughs> yeah so many different ways that this uh this can go i definitely don't think that he's uh at this point in as in charge of like faust as he thinks he is though oh definitely not that's why i'm like somebody else is pulling the strings for sure he just he seems like he's gonna be like the guy getting played <laughs> he's gonna be like wait what yeah you know what I mean? So I, I could I could definitely see him being set up for failure. I wonder if we're gonna get um maybe something like Mizora's the final boss at that point. Like, oh, this thing inside me is real messed up and now it's got control of me or something. Oh, that'd be wild. Yeah, because uh <clears throat> right now it's like pretty open field, honestly. But like it would like make sense like Mizora and Stock are the most, but like it could just be like and the King of the Martians is here. Yeah, I feel like this. I feel like this episode left us with more questions than than ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is there more bracelets, or does Missouri have the only mm, bracelet? That's like, true. Who else is out there? Like, what's on Mars? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so much to find out. I do wonder if they will do Mars like proper. Like, that does feel like kind of high budget, but I guess like it's just like a red filter on like their like minds. Who knows? But yeah, it's like very interesting right now, though. Uh, it's cool that we do also see that right now Sento has like no bottles and can't transform. So he's like kind of messed up. Oh, yeah. So what? what yeah, you're right. Where do we go from here? He lost everything but the rabbit tank, the lock, the lion and the dragon one. And then we see him definitely losing the lion and rabbit tank so maybe he has like enough for one transformation but like even then like he can't handle the dragon power so i'm wondering if this is like now here's a new rider now here's like ryuga becoming like a rider that would make sense i guess yeah, interesting yeah. yeah gotta do something i mean unless they find some way to get some smash essence without <laughs> without the suit but i doubt it yeah and I think we'll see more riders soon, but 
Oh, beyond that, uh, that is the end of this uh, whole thing here. And I guess uh, my question to you, James, is uh, what were your top three top three characters, your favorite design, and the best outfits from this week? Top three characters. Oh my god, this is this is tough. This is really tough. Um, <laughs> is it is it bad to always go with the dimensions? I feel like they always have a spot on my list. They're great. <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot give it to Fashion Dimension and uh, Noodle Dimension for at least top two. Uh, so the third the third spot is up for grabs, and I will give it to Riotza for finally getting a date. So. <laughs> going faster dimension like noodle dimension and right to for very good okay well that's rough i really like noodle dimension you're right um yeah i like right to... this is hard <laughs> it's okay to, it's okay we can have the same list yeah that's faster cool. dimension is a great uh a great character too like a like perfect just like he has this point where he says yeah, I don't get fashion, but sure, to, like, the child in the VR headset. Like, that's great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for yeah. pointing that out. I didn't even think about that. And, like, a, um, we can't always feature him, but a very honorable, like, shout-out to Gray, who's, like, drinking wine in the background of these episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to write that down, but thanks for bringing it. Yo, he's always a vibe, yeah. for sure. Damn, great, bro. He's always going to make a cameo and make it count. Like, he had, what, like two seconds of screen time, and it was one of the best moments of the episode. <laughs> he's definitely, like, in line for, like, the end of the series, like, the tassel, like, award for excellence kind of thing. Just, damn. It's perfect. Uh, and, yeah, uh, what design was your favorite this time? Oh, this is so tough. So, ah, uh, I'm looking at it right now. And even though I love Fashion Dimensions, I got to give it to Ramen. Like when he went, uh, I mean, not Ramen, but Noodle Dimension. Like just looking at it, like the whole, the details that had to go into like the cup of noodles on the top of his head. Like you see like all like the, the fixings and then even his attacks were like, you know, throwing ingredients out. So I'm going to have to go with Noodle Dimension. Yeah, same, design. honestly. Like, I love the way that he's just, like, needs water and, like, has, like, a giant pot that comes out. <laughs> yeah. They really played to the bit, right? Like, they went all in. Like, what would a cup of ramen need to survive if he was, like, in the physical? And they did a really good job with that one. It's not the best bit. It is kind of offensive. But in season four of Arrested Development, there's this bit where... um the mom's in jail and this like person tries to like shiv her with like a like a like sharpened like robin noodle and she like throws water at them and then like when she goes to get stabbed <laughs> just like wet noodles <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny <laughs> uh, that kind of stuff will always get me just like a oh, prop comedy that's awesome i never watched it with it that sounds if it's like if it's like that, I'm pretty sure it's an awesome show. Oh, those first three seasons are like that a lot. I'm not so sure, but I found out the fifth season came out and I didn't even realize I was like, oh man, this is just it will be one of my favorite shows. You know how it is. But uh now the most contentious question best outfits for today. Ooh, so I'm gonna do three because it was so many okay. fits that were, that got off this uh 
this week. I, I'm gonna name a few that I wrote down. Uh, during the uh, Fashion Dimension episode, it was like a guy in like a Captain <laughs> Crunch coat. <laughs> like yeah, the pirates. pirates. <laughs> yeah, it was like one guy who like had the blue trench coat with a traditional pirate hat. I'm like, yo, they got Captain Crunch out here, so I wrote that down. Um, I actually like uh Sat. Satuki is it? Yeah, Satsuki, uh, green zebra dress. I thought oh, that was very good. fashionable. Uh, yeah, I like that fit. And then uh, my other two was the cosplay from uh, okay. Build with the uh, Banjo and uh, Mizura. I like their shit. Yo, they got Kevin crunched out here. Is like what you say to start a street fight. <laughs> like that is like, <laughs> like oh man. <laughs> Yo, they if got I ever, right you know, because the second you have to think of like, oh shit, he's right. You gotta fight. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know no, that's I about, too. Right? Just like that is also like the keyword to getting in like a fifteen person fight outside of like a Seven Eleven. It's like, damn. <laughs> And that's what it was like too. It was like an all-out yeah. brawl, like everybody was going at it. I'm just imagining, like you're like, oh yeah, I'm like enjoying like this um slim gym. But then you hear somebody say, oh yo, they got cut here. Well, I gotta fight. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do it. <laughs> you have no choice. Dude showed up to fight. Uh, just disrespect. Oh, but yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> Who are uh, your best fits? Ah, uh, yo, the guy Kevin Crunch out here has to be number one. But those ninjas <laughs> were great. The like mafia, the cosplay was oh, good. Yeah. yeah. All great fits. Just <laughs> uh Yeah, this was a great week for we could have had a whole segment of uh just talking about everybody's fit. That is so totally the episode like titled too, like, oh yo, the guy Kevin Crunch out here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I gotta go back and watch that scene again. Dude was out there with a whole Captain Crunch outfit on, going crazy. Like if you showed up to Copyrighter <laughs> Saber, looked at Toba, and said, "Hey, yo, we got Captain Crunch out here," that would have been a fight. <laughs> would have destroyed that bookstore. <laughs> oh, I'm in tears, oh, bro. God. Literally, Jesus. Oh man, it got me crying. Yeah. That's mm. like cellar door over there, like the most like beautiful phrase in like language language. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh just uh <laughs> when you're not causing street fights, people find you. <laughs> oh man, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Twitch, Copacetic Senpai. Where can they find you, Kip? You can find me having fights of people on Reddit for some Captain Crunch ass shit. Uh, <laughs> and then also, you can find the podcast um, at Copyright to me on Twitter, Instagram, there's Copyright.com, and uh, slash episodes for links out to different services and slash merch for, for merch. Uh, there are lots of holiday deals. As always, our designs go to charity. And uh, please send any questions to podcast at Copyright.com. And uh, please. Raid review on Apple Podcast, and if you say, "Yo, we got Captain Crunch out here," uh, just you win. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, great episode, bro!
Yeah, we got no advice. Just like, just go go get a, ba- a box of Captain Crunch. How about that? No, I think like those like fighting words are the best like go. advice you could do. <laughs> go cop some Captain Crunch. Oh man, I think you found like my like giggle word, bro. I'm like always gonna laugh at that. <laughs> yeah, bro, you got me good with that one. <laughs>